Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another fantastic episode, hopefully, of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I am your host, Stan McCune. As you guys all know, I am a realtor here in Greenville, South Carolina, and I represent everyone, buyers, sellers, investors, owner-occupants, everything in between. Um, And you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me, if you want to get together, if you want to talk real estate, if you just want to shoot the breeze, um, if you discover that uh, this show is not on the podcast app or platform that you like to use, let me know that as well, because we're trying to be on as many platforms as possible, not just Apple, Google Play, Audioboom, uh, Spotify. Uh, I'm trying to get onto Amazon. That that one's uh, a, a newer one that's a little bit weird. Um, anyway, if you search Selling Greenville and we're not in the podcast app that you use, let me know, and I'll try to get it on there. And just a reminder, as always, as well, make sure that you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And give us a rating. We love to see those ratings. As many stars as you can afford. Hopefully you can afford all five stars. Um, And go ahead and and download episodes if you so desire, particularly if you're going on a plane or whatever the case may be. Do all those things to help push the show up in the algorithms, particularly in Apple's algorithm, so that more people uh, get to hear this and more people get to network with me and get to learn about Greenville. That helps all of us as uh, as more people learn about Greenville and learn about real estate around here. Today, uh, our episode is going to be a little bit different than normal, and I'm going to warn you guys, I have my desk in the standing position because I'm a, a little bit amped up right now, all right? Um, so I, I'm not sitting down for this show. I am going to go on a little bit of a rant, perhaps. I, I don't have any notes in front of me right now, but I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant about basement homes in Greenville. And this rant has been brewing in my mind for five years, ever since I went to real estate school uh, five years ago with Charlie Wyatt, uh, locally renowned uh, real estate guru teacher here in Greenville. Uh, Pretty much everyone that's gotten their real estate license in Greenville has had him as a teacher. Um, Charlie Wyatt put this bug in our ears five years ago when we were in real estate school. We were talking about how homes are valued and how appraisers view homes. And we started talking about square footage that is above grade, meaning, you know, when they build the house, they build the foundation, and then they, they build the house above the foundation, right? That's above grade. It's above the ground. And then below grade square footage, or what's commonly referred to as the basement. Um, We were talking about above grade versus below grade. And he said, kind of in passing, um, appraisers are supposed to consider below grade that has the same finishes as above grade as comparable value, which makes sense. If it has the same type of flooring, if it has sheetrock, drywall, same quality uh, finishes, same quality windows, all of those things, it should be deemed of similar value to the rest of the house. But, Charlie said, he went on to say, most appraisers will just slap 
a 50% value on the below grade. So they'll calculate what the above grade value is for the basement for, for the house in general, the price per square foot. So let's say that they determine for this neighborhood, the price per square foot on average is $100 a square foot. When they get to the basement, even if the basement is finished and looks exactly like the rest of the house in every way, they'll just slap a 50% value. And so then in that case, it would be $50 a square foot for the basement. So if you have, for instance, 2,000 square foot, well, let's just say 1,000 just to keep it simple. 1,000 square foot home up top, 1,000 square foot basement, everything looks exactly the same. And the price per square foot in the neighborhood is typically $100. You would expect it to be a $200,000 house, right? Because you take the square footage, 2,000 square feet times the price per square foot, 100. And then you determine from there, okay, you, you multiply that, 200,000. Well, the typical appraiser would actually give it a valuation of 150,000. Full value for the above grade, half value for the below grade finished basement. By the way, it's, this goes without saying, but they are only counting areas that are heated and cooled, all right? So so we just need to be particularly heated. Um, so we just need to be clear about that. If, if there's a part of a basement that's, that's finished, but it's not heated, uh, that will not count to an appraiser. Anyway, Charlie put that bug in my mind and he said that he didn't think that that was what appraisers should do, but that that's common practice. And so ever since then, the five years I've been a realtor, I have been paying close attention to basement homes and seeing what appraisers do. And guess what? Charlie was dead right. Every single basement home that I have looked at an appraisal for has been given a 50% value relative to the above grade square footage, including my own home. I live in a basement home. I'm recording this in my basement office right now. My basement is finished just as nicely as the rest of my house. I mean, crown molding the works with one very, very minor exception. And that is that there is a portion of my finished basement that has vinyl tile. Whereas most of the rest of the house has either hardwoods or ceramic tile or carpet. My basement has either carpet or a small section. Well, and there is some ceramic tile down here. And then a small section of vinyl tile. That's the only thing that is different in terms of quality downstairs versus upstairs. But, but we actually like that. That's actually a feature, not a bug, uh, to use technology term. That's a feature of the house because... It's easy to clean. It's durable. Um, you know, if someone, you know, if we have a dog, which we're hoping to get maybe in a few months, um, if it scratches up that tile, you know, that's it's not going to be a big deal. Nobody will ever notice. Um, we've gotten two appraisals when we bought it, one we refied, and both of them gave a 50% value to our completely finished basement. Now, let me tell you, our basement is the apple of the eye of everyone in our neighborhood. Whenever we have people come down to our basement uh, that are in the neighborhood, their eyes light up because it's very unique. In, in the neighborhood that I live in, there are not very many basement homes. And among those that th have basements, 
that are big enough to actually have square footage. Most of them are not finished. And among the ones that are finished, most of them don't run the entire length of the house like ours does. We have my office. We have a game room. We have a guest suite. We have a movie theater room. It is a very nice setup. Okay? I can assure you, if I listed this house, I would be hindered by an appraisal. I I can assure you, I could get a value for this house. Someone on the open market would buy this house for more than it would appraise for. Because when people would come down here, they wouldn't see, oh, uh, this is a basement, you know. Uh, here's what we see a lot down here. A lot of finished basements, the reality is that they don't have similar finishes. If the upstairs has crown molding, the downstairs does not. If the upstairs has nice, you know, sheetrock ceilings, the downstairs has ceiling tiles. Not, you know, those industrial-style ceiling tiles. Um, maybe... Not as nice of windows. This is very, very commonplace that we see that the the basement finishes downstairs in the basement are not as nice as the rest of the house. That's totally understandable. That basement should not be worth what the rest of the house is worth. But guess what? Appraisers, more often than not, when they go into the basement, that is exactly, almost exactly the way the rest of the house is. They're not giving 100% value, or even 90%, or 80%, or even 70%, they are almost all the time giving 50%. Now, there was a Facebook thread um, that I was a part of, got a little bit heated at one point between an appraiser and another realtor, Um, but it it was on an appraiser and realtor group that I'm a part of, and we got into a, a bit of a debate over what should what should happen and, and how uh, basements should be handled. And a few people on there said that they had gotten full, a, a few realtors said they had gotten full values on, uh, on basements on a few of the appraisals that they had had. So I know it's not 100% of the appraisers out there that are doing this. But a large, large, overwhelming percentage of the appraisers in the area appear to not even be considering anything outside of the basement. If it's a nice basement, the highest it can get is a 50% value. Now, the appraiser that was on this Facebook thread um, was very defensive um, at the idea that, that that's the wrong way to approach it. And um, he you know, went to explain that it's cheaper to build a basement, um, that if uh, builders knew that there was all kinds of pent-up demands for basement. They would be building a bunch of basement homes. Um, what other arguments did he use? Um, he said that you, you have to take the neighborhood into account, which is true, obviously. Um, but he said that, that you know some communities, the basement home is the standard, and they're done very nice. And it's just it's assumed that each home is going to have a very nice finished basement. And so it should be... Uh, tabulated as a closer percentage to full value on that basis. I, I don't disagree with uh, with a, a lot of those points. But at the end of the day, for, first off, let me address the builder concern, right? Our, our area is relatively flat here. We, we do have some hills and whatnot, but generally when a builder comes in, 
it's relatively flat. They don't have a lot of opportunity for uh, for building a lot of basements around here. Uh, they used to do tri-level homes because we do have some some minor hills that are conducive to a tri-level or a split-level home that then has a, a basement that is partial. Um, and, and this is what I had at my old house. I had a tri-level home where, so basically you have, if you don't know what a tri-level home is, it's like a ranch, but then uh, you can go upstairs or downstairs from the main level. And the basement was only below grade on one side. So it, it basically wasn't below grade. I mean, we had windows on every side of the quote-unquote basement. It did not even feel like a basement. It, we called it the den. Um, because it was below grade on one side, on our appraisals for that house, we also got 50% value for the square footage of, of the den. And again, finished to similar finishes as the rest of the house, comparable finishes to the rest of the house, if not nicer <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, and it was a bit, uh, a bit ridiculous, a bit ridiculous in my opinion. And anyway, I, again, like I said, I don't know where this is going to go. Um, this is a bit of a rant. Where I was going with that is that builders used to build those those tri-level style homes uh, with regularity back in the 60s and 70s around here, uh, those aren't very popular. They're, they're kind of split up, not very popular. And so it's only logical that builders would not be building those anymore, even though our area with, with the minor hills that we have are conducive to those types of homes. So it doesn't make sense to me why builders... Uh, the argument that builders should be uh, would be building more basement homes. Listen, they just plug things into a computer. Whatever is simple, they they try not to to do anything too crazy. We have a lot of production builders in, in this area, um, big national builders and whatnot, um, and and so they are just looking for a basic model that you know a handful of models that they can apply to a neighborhood that is on a slab foundation and very simple to build they're not building uh, homes on basement foundations really at all they're just sticking to the level areas and building straightforward homes because i think that that just makes the most sense for them to get in and get out get their money back quickly not try to to do anything too unusual but there is a ton of demand for basement homes. Let's let's be honest here. The people, and, and here's the part of this that frustrates me, right? The people that are looking for a basement are looking for a basement. They're not okay with that basement being a second floor or something like that. They're not okay with it being a ranch. They want a basement home. And the people that are okay with a multiple level home, a two-story home, a three-story home, I can't think of a single one of those people that would not be okay with that second story being below grade as opposed to above grade. I can't think of any of, any of them. Think about it this way. Let's say that you're looking for a 3,000 square foot home. Almost 
any, if you're looking at a home that is, you know, 25 years old or newer, pretty much any home that you come across is going to have a second story if it's 3,000 square feet. They're, they didn't build the past 25 years a lot of 3,000 square foot ranch style homes. They're almost all going to have a second floor. An appraiser comes in and they look at, let's say that they are looking at two houses in the same neighborhood. The one house has that second floor above grade, so you have to go up to go to the second floor. And usually the, the way the floor plan is, is you've got on the main level, you've got your kitchen, your living room, your great room, your dining room. All of those things are on the main level. You go upstairs, you've got, you, you might have a master bedroom on the main as well, perhaps. You go upstairs, you've got all the other bedrooms, perhaps the, the master bedroom, maybe the laundry room, maybe a bonus room, something like that. And that's the layout. Well, um, if they're looking at a home that has that layout versus a home that has something very similar, but instead of a, of a second floor above grade, they have that second floor below grade in the basement, the appraiser is just going to give it a 50% value? There's no one that is okay with going upstairs to a second level that I can think about that would not be okay going downstairs to the second level from the main level. It does not make any sense. And so many people are looking for that cozy basement. I mean, the reality of the situation is where we have our movie theater room, that room uh, would be so much more challenging to create if it wasn't for the fact that we're in a basement. We've got a great closet area that makes for an incredible, we had a ton of tornado warnings earlier this year, it makes for a great spot for us to bunker and hunker down during a tornado warning. I mean, there are so many benefits that you don't think about that a basement gives that are so much better than going to uh, above the house. They're easier to maintain in a lot of ways. You got a pressure wash? You don't have to pressure wash the second uh, floor of your house. You've got a very much easier way to pressure wash. You've got to get onto the roof or something. It's much easier. You don't need a 25-foot ladder to get onto the roof. There are so many different little benefits like that to a basement home as opposed to a two-story home, a traditional two-story home that a lot of people don't think about. But once they have the basement, they realize it and it's it's such a perk. And it's, you know what? People love, again, a lot of the reasons why people love basements is because they can make it like a rec room and then it goes right out into their backyard. Again, those are not the types of things that you have when you have your bonus room on the second floor versus having your your rec room or your bonus room or your den or whatever you want to call it, man cave is you know kind of an old term that people are trying to retire. Whatever you want to call it downstairs, it gives you more flexibility. And at the end of the day, there are vastly more people looking for basement homes than I can't think of a single person that I've ever worked with that said they specifically wanted a two-story home. People either want ranches or they want homes with a basement. And sometimes people 
will be okay with having a two-story home or a three-story home. It's not, they don't rule that out, but that's not a perk to them. They're not saying, oh man, I've got to have a second floor. The only exception perhaps would be, you know, the perk of having a bonus room on the second floor, but I, that's because there aren't very many ranch floor plans um, that have a bonus room on the main level. Those practically don't exist. I mean, there are some exceptions. I have a listing right now. If you want to look at 114 Chartwell Drive, I have a listing right now that is a very rare one where they where the garage, uh, where the garage normally would have been. They did a bonus room instead on a ranch floor plan. But that is the exception, not the rule. And so. Uh, nobody is clamoring for two two story homes. They're just kind of forced into getting two story homes typically when they need the square footage. But there are a lot of people clamoring for homes that have nice finished basements. Now, in talking with the appraiser, again, um, this was on a Facebook thread, um, so I didn't talk to him in person. I have talked to some kind of in passing over the years about this. Um, but not in a ton of detail. Um, one thing that came up was he wanted me to to provide data on why I believed the basement homes were more valuable than non-basement homes, or, or at least that the square footage was of comparable value uh, below grade to above grade. Um, now, he would not provide any data to support what he was saying, mind you. Granted, um, I do respect appraisers 100%. I get calls. I, let me let me say this real quick because I don't want people to think I hate appraisers. If there's an appraiser listening to this, getting riled up, that's not what I want. When I have an appraiser call me, and I have this happen usually once every few weeks, an appraiser will call me and will say, hey, I'm... I'm running comps for a property, and one of your listings that you sold popped up um, in as I was doing the comp search, and I have some questions for you. Do you have a minute? I will drop whatever I'm doing to help that appraiser because I want appraisals locally to be as accurate as possible, and I want to do whatever I can to help an appraiser get that accurate appraisal because I could be the realtor representing the buyer for that property, in in theory. Um, obviously, he wouldn't be calling me if I was the buyer's agent. But I'm saying, theoretically, um, I can empathize with whoever the buyer's agent is that they need that appraisal to be good. They need that appraisal to be accurate. They want that appraisal to be accurate. Um, all parties do. And so I do whatever I can, whatever is necessary in order to, to help appraisers, I try to keep my listings very accurate. I put all my floor plan measurements in my listings. Um, I do a lot of things in order to keep these keep these things accurate. Um, so I, I'm not anti-appraiser, right? I, I respect appraisers' opinions, and they it, it's not easy to be an appraiser. There's a lot of training that they have to go through and a lot of things that they have to go through, and I fully understand that. I fully respect that. What I don't respect is the idea that one size fits all. That's the part of this that is confusing to me, how an appraiser can just... 
ignore data and just say, no, one size fits all. Um, and at the end of the day, the appraiser represents more so um, the lender, the bank providing the financing. They're, they're doing this more for the bank that provides the financing than they are for the buyer, um, unless there's no bank involved. And so there are some things that lenders want appraisers to do that might be contrary to the market or counterintuitive, and I understand that as well, all right? Lenders are trying to protect themselves. So we have to keep that in mind that an appraiser might do some things occasionally that are counterintuitive because they kind of have to based on what the lender guidelines are. But this appraiser that I was talking to would not provide data. He copped out um, when asked to provide data. And he told me to provide data, and so I did my best. Now, we have a challenge in the Greenville MLS, and here's what the challenge is. The price per square foot that the Greenville MLS calculates is based on the above-grade square footage, and there's no place in it where it shows you what the appraiser valued the below-grade square footage as. So if there's no way for me to look at the data in Greenville MLS and say, okay, all of these basement homes were given a 50% valuation and all of these basement homes were given, you know, 70% uh, value relative to the, the above grade square footage, et cetera, et cetera. There's no way for me to do that. I'm, I'm looking at the data with both my hands tied behind my back because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at an incomplete picture and there's no way for me to complete that picture. Um, and for me to really get nitty into the nitty gritty of how this all how this all works how this all plays out you know where there are instances where a, a basement home was undervalued i'd have to spend i, I mean a, an incredible amount of time analyzing individual uh properties looking at all of their comps at the end of the day i'm not going to do that just to, to prove a point on Facebook to an appraiser, right? Um, and obviously, he wasn't going to do that either, e even though that data should have been easier for him. That said, um, I was able to pull some metadata. I was looking at basement homes and running some, some numbers on the basement homes and seeing what, in general, their, they are selling for, what the, the general statistics are on basement homes and and we have a field called uh in our mls in paragon which is a software that, that we enter listings into it's called full finished basements now this is a loaded phrase because again a basement may be finished but it may not be finished to the same quality as the rest of the house you may have, like I said, ceiling tiles or not as nice a floor or whatever the case may be. And so, again, this is why without me get, get going into the nitty gritty and looking at all these individual listings, um, it, it's a very incomplete picture. I'm looking at the picture in black and white and it's a little blurry. And I would much rather it be in color and, and full resolution, but there's just no way for me to do that without... Uh, you know, spending like a week going through data. So 
I ran data on these full finished basements, understanding those limitations that I just described. And what I found out is, and this is intuitive, this is exactly what we would expect. The average house that has a full finished basement has an average of 4.05 bedrooms, so about four bedrooms, and 2.91 full bathrooms, so about three full bathrooms, and 0.56 half bathrooms, or about, um, you know, not quite a half bathroom. So basically what you can conclude from this is the average full finished basement, which this is exactly what I would expect, is either four bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms, or four bedrooms, three bathrooms. So I've ran averages on the past few months, what those are selling for. And then I took the homes that have no basement, but are four bedroom, three bathroom homes. These are going to be the homes that have that are comparable in every other way, except for the fact that they don't have a basement. So these are primarily going to be homes that are multi-level homes. Um, there might be a few ranch style homes in there, um, but they have four bedrooms, three bathrooms. Again, it's really hard to compare apples to apples on square footage because of how the data is displayed in the MLS. There are some other challenges there um, that I would get into, but but unfortunately, this was the best way for me to do this, running the data in like a two-hour time frame. It took me about two hours that I was playing around with this and and concluded that this was the, the best way to do it. So I, I ran all the data for homes that were four-bedroom, minimum four-bedroom, minimum three-bathroom, uh, with no finished basement at all, okay? And here's what I came up with. Again, we're not looking at price per square foot because that's a, that's difficult to really uh, get accurate numbers on with basement homes. The sold price for these homes was extremely similar, extremely similar. The the But actually, let me back up for one second. After the averages came out, the homes that were uh, that had no finished basement but were, but were a minimum four bedroom, three bathroom, ended up having much better statistics on bedrooms and bathrooms than the basement homes did. So, whereas the basement homes averaged four point zero five bedrooms, the uh, the the ones that in uh, my data that I was looking at that didn't have the basements averaged four point four two or really four point four three bedrooms. So almost an entire half bedroom more and 3.16 full bathrooms versus 2.91. So these these are in general going to be nicer homes than the basement homes. We can we can safely assume that generally speaking homes that have more bedrooms and more bathrooms are going to be bigger um, and the bigger the home, the higher the value typically. So um, the basement homes that I looked at with the full finished basements, their sold price on average was $335,826 with se- with them paying, with them contributing their, their concessions. In other words, closing costs that they paid uh, of the buyers was uh, $2,336 with so the total, if you, if you back that out, the total sold price less the seller contributions, less the concessions was 
$333,489. The days on market, average days on market, was 62.4. If you were looking at the data for the the four-bedroom, minimum four-bedroom, minimum three-bathroom homes that did not have a basement, their average sold price was $334,013 with concessions of $2,320 for an average sold price, less concessions, of $331,692 with the average days on market of 69.03 days. So what that comes out to now, uh, again, I'll remind you that those homes, just looking at the metadata without getting deep into it, these seem like these are probably bigger and in some ways nicer homes than the basement homes, the ones without the basements, simply by virtue of them having more bedrooms and more bathrooms. They sold on for an average, when you back out the concessions, of about $1,800 less on average and in about a week's longer period of time than the basement homes did. Now, that's not foolproof data, but I think that that gives us a little bit of a glimpse at the fact that the basement homes are more valuable or at least that they shouldn't be less valuable. Let me say it that way. There's no way to run. I tried and I tried to run the data a lot of different ways and there was no way that I could run the data and at any point draw the conclusion from a metadata standpoint that basement homes were less valuable than non-basement homes. Now the appraiser I was talking to, he said, well, if that's the case, if a buyer is buying a home that has a a full-finished basement, if there's such a market for it, then uh, when the appraisal comes in low, the buyer should just bring more of a down payment in order to account for that difference, uh, in order to satiate the lender. And then all of us appraisers will see, okay, now that these people were paying more for the, the basement home, even though it appraised lower, and that will raise the prices across the board for basement homes. Well, that's not fair. That's not a fair standard. Because now you're applying, again, an excessive standard to basement homes that you don't apply to non-basement homes. So that doesn't make any sense to me. It, that's, you know, that's the equivalent of if you have, you know, if all these homes are racers on a racetrack, you're giving them a five-second head start before you're letting the basement home onto the track. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me uh, how you would apply that logic. But unfortunately, this is a little bit of a glimpse into the head of appraisers. They they see the world differently. They're, they're not looking at the real estate market in the way that the market itself is looking at the market. They're not looking at houses in the same way that the market is. And so an appraisal is not foolproof. An appraisal is very specific. Um, it's accomplishing a very specific job and, um, we, I I don't want to, to say that appraisals don't tell you accurately the value of a house because they, they do hold 
some value in telling you what a, what a home is worth. But at the end of the day, if I want to know what the value of a house is, unless it's very unique, right? Uh, unless it's very unique and I want to know what a lender, what an appraiser would value a house for, um, I can. I feel like any day of the week, I can figure out a house value on my own by running comps. I can tell you what the market will value a house at. Absolutely. Now, will that be the same as what an appraiser will value a house at and, and what a lender will lend on a house? No. Because as you can see from this conversation, from this rant, um, appraisers, they, they do not look at it the same as the market does. And I've run into this multiple times over the years. Um, but appraisers are there for a reason. Um, they do have to be careful, and, and I understand, you know, appraisers got sloppy, um, or lenders allowed them to get sloppy. Maybe I should say the lenders got sloppy in, in their standards and whatnot back, you know, prior to the crash in, in 2008. And so lenders, particularly in our area, apparently, um, have been a lot more conservative since then because that's what banks want them to be. And you just need to keep that in mind. Um, as you're looking at homes, it's not always going to be the same what a home is actually worth versus what an appraiser values it as. That's my rant for today. Basement homes are worth more than they are selling for. There is a market out there for them that is being suppressed by appraisers. There's nothing we can do about it at this point, uh, except as my appraiser friend said, um, just buy them with cash, which is extremely impractical. Um, but that is it. That is all. That is the end of my rant. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned from it. If you have any questions, let me know. As always, my contact information in the show notes. Give us a rating. Give me a review. Subscribe. Download. Do all of those neat things. Until next time, let's buy and sell some houses together. Stay safe out there.